Hey everyone, this is Michael, and thanks for listening to the Endure Podcast. First off, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I pray that you were able to get some downtime to recharge and prepare for the upcoming year. My family and I had, or really were having, a great break together. Not a lot going on, so it's been nice to decompress a bit and spend some time together. With that being said, today we're going to follow a little different format. I want to read something that I wrote called Man in the Mirror. It's a very personal piece that I started writing about two years ago. After a considerable amount of time, really just allowing it to sit on the shelf, uh, to refine it, uh, I finally felt like it's time to share publicly. In many ways, when I started writing this, it helped me frame the concept and intent of Endure Ministries. Needless to say, this is all just a continual work in progress. When I'm done, I'll post a PDF version of this on the website as well. After I read it, I want to spend a little time talking about 2023, looking forward at some goals, and then I want to encourage and challenge the body of the community of believers as we launch into a new year. You're listening to the Endure Podcast. Thanks for joining us today in our pursuit of victory in life through Jesus Christ. Man in the Mirror Take a moment and get up. Find a mirror and take a look at yourself. Really look at yourself. What do you see? Who do you see? Do you recognize the man staring back at you? Is this the man you thought to become a decade ago? Is he better or worse? If he's worse, why? What is keeping you from experiencing God's best for your life? While I don't know your specific situation, there is one thing that I'm certain about. We're in a battle. We are in the midst of a war, a spiritual war, a physical war. We are in a war over the fate of our souls, our families, our loved ones, and the world around us. Are you winning the war? Or maybe just surviving? Or are you getting completely ravaged by the enemy? Have you quit? Thrown in the towel and given up? Maybe you're just running. What are you running from or running to? Are you just pretending, going through the motions? What are you afraid of? What are you hiding? Who are you hiding from? How is your health, your blood pressure, sleep, exercise, eating habits, weight? How is your job? Are you balanced? Are you a workaholic? Do you work harder and desire the praise of man more than the praise of God? Are you committed to your job more than your marriage and family? Or are you the opposite? Are you lazy and doing the bare minimum to get by? Are you satisfied? Are you happy? Why not? How is your flesh? Are you carnally minded? Are you prideful? Arrogant? How would you know? Pride does not just manifest itself in the form of boasting. It can be so much more subtle than that. What about anger, rage, malice, slander, gossip, hatred, unforgiveness? Are you any of these? What are you looking at? Is it healthy for you? Is it edifying? Encouraging? Is it pornography? Or maybe just looking at things with lust in your heart? Is it violent? Gory? Are you desensitized? Are you drinking alcohol? Doing drugs? How much? 
Do you have a problem? What are you addicted to? Or could you quit at any time? Are you deceived? How would you know? Are you in fellowship? Who is your accountability? Are you connected with a brother or brothers in Christ? Are you accountable with anyone? What about God? Do you make time to hear from God? Or are you too busy? Life, wife, kids, work, school, sports, activities. Are you isolated? How would you know? Look at the man in the mirror once again. Now take a look inside. Take a look into your heart. I ask you to make an honest self-assessment. Take time. Better yet, make time. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Ask your spouse. If you have trusted friends, ask them for honest feedback. Be courageous enough to ask, then humble enough to listen. Truly listen. Who are you? Why are you here on earth? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? If so, are you making a difference eternally? Why not? When's the last time you talked to someone about your faith? Are you ashamed or embarrassed of the gospel? Or is the pull to fit into the world too strong for you? My brothers in Christ, all the questions I just laid out, I asked and assessed myself. I started writing this in the fall of 2020, over two years ago. As I wrote it, I came to a startling conclusion, one I didn't expect. I realized that slowly over the past five to ten years, I had drifted. I had subtly lost my sense of purpose. I had lost my lost the bearing on my calling as a believer, where Jesus commanded us to go therefore and make disciples of all nations in Matthew twenty eight, nineteen. I woke up day after day until days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and months turned into years. Those years turned into many years until one day in a country far from home, without my wife and my family around me, I realized that I was lost. I felt alone and isolated as if on an island. It pained me immensely to realize I had strayed from becoming the man God wanted me to become. I strayed from becoming the man that I thought I would become when I gave my life to Christ in December of 2003. Over the course of a decade, I had sustained some wounds. I know, guys aren't supposed to talk about wounds, or feel emotions for that matter. But let's throw all that out the window. We don't have time for the false, macho bravado stuff. We must be real. We must be authentic and transparent if we want to experience victory in our lives. Through those life experiences, I became more guarded, because those wounds hurt. And hurt led to offense. Offense led to me having a chip on my shoulder. I had something to prove, and that became my mission. Through that obsession, I slowly became prideful. Friends, let me tell you this. Pride is oh so subtle. Although I was wounded, I still found an incredible amount of success in my professional life. I was on an upward trajectory, doing really well by worldly standards. When I finally looked at myself in the mirror, Although professionally I was towards the top, spiritually and emotionally I was at rock bottom. I was exhausted. I was beat down. I was defeated. I was angry. I had components of hatred and even rage built up in my heart. I was broken. I was ashamed of the man that I had become. I was ashamed to admit 
that I was a Christian. By almost all accounts, I never felt like I had come completely off the rails. Pride, or really the fall, does not manifest itself in ways that are easily recognizable. The enemy is far too wily for that. I was still in the Word daily, and I was still in prayer and relationship with God. The slide was so subtle and extremely hard to recognize until it was almost too late. I didn't wake up one morning and start going off my course 90 degrees in the wrong direction. It's more like somewhere along my journey as a Christian, I started veering a degree or two here or there. And over the course of time and distance, those degrees added up in a way that I never foresaw. I thought I was headed for Colorado, but ended up somewhere lost in Mexico. That was 38 months ago. Only by the grace, mercy, and goodness of God, I was restored. Over the past three years, I have worked to intentionally rebuild every area of my life. Spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, marital, family, financial, relationships, and community. I'm rebuilding alongside my wife, family, and friends. We're intentionally refocusing everything around the vital, life-giving, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. In many ways, this experience helped me to better understand Nehemiah in the Old Testament. Nehemiah was a man who returned to the city of Jerusalem to find it in shambles. He was devastated. But the strength, but with the strength and wisdom of God, He and his fellow Jews rebuilt the wall surrounding Jerusalem piece by piece until the entire wall was complete. The completed wall represented restoration, hope, and protection for a lost and broken people. I was a a man in need of total restoration. I needed hope in my life again. If you are or were in a place like me, do not despair. Now is the time. Join us on this journey. It's an imperfect ride along with imperfect people, but we're hungry to regain the ground that we gave to the enemy. We've already lost too many good men in the battle, men who were once so strong in the faith, men who I stood side by side with on fire for Jesus Christ. We were passionate to see lives changed, and we literally took the gospel around the world together. But over time, their flame slowly dimmed, And for some, their fire for the Lord was snuffed out completely. I'm sure you can name at least one casualty from the war. Or maybe you are one. Or maybe you're becoming one. Or maybe you were one. I was a casualty from the war. I thank God that I recognized. I thank God my wife recognized who I was becoming before it was too late. I thank God for his son, Jesus Christ, for my wife, for a military chaplain, for a few brothers I eventually reached out to who stood with me in the fire, men who shined the light of Jesus Christ for me during my darkest hour. Here's the good news. It's not too late for you. The past is the past. It's time to get back up. It's time to get back in the fight and start swinging. It's time to join the community. This is not another self-help approach, nor is this just a be more disciplined approach. Yes, discipline is a key aspect. However, 
It's only when we surrender to Jesus Christ and put Him at the center of our lives in every aspect that we can find true meaning and victory in our lives. I came to understand that faith is a fight. It is a battle. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith in 2 Timothy 4.7. Jesus tells us that the faith won't be easy in the final days, but assures us that he who endures to the end shall be saved in Matthew 24.13. It's not how or when you start, but rather how well you finish in the faith. Be like Paul. Be like Jesus Christ. The vision for Endure Ministries is to see people experience victory in life through Jesus Christ. Our purpose is to train, strengthen, connect, and equip the body of believers. We are founded on three core principles, faith, fellowship, and fortitude. Faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior, fellowship with a community of like-minded believers, fortitude to lay, hold, and fulfill God's calling on our lives. None of us know how long we will be on this earth. Let's be intentional and start making the time we do have count for eternal significance. Join me. Join us. Let's endeavor to endure together. Michael. For some of you, I think this is going to resonate. For others, maybe not so much, and that's okay. The whole point was to encourage you to take time, make time, do a self-assessment, And if you're in a good place, that's great. Keep building off that. Okay, so looking forward to 2023. I always love the new year because it offers a chance to reset. Most years I have time over Christmas to pray, read, reflect, and just really think about how I want to shape the upcoming year. There's three things that I want to focus on with you guys. Number one, seek him first. For 2023, my prayer is that as a body, as a community, that we really seek the Lord. We put Him first and we take another step closer towards being kingdom-minded, being heavenly-minded, eternally-minded. When it comes down to it, this life is really short and nothing is guaranteed. 75, 80, even 100 years, it'll go by in the blink of an eye. As I was praying about the new year, I felt the Lord speak to me, and not audibly, but in my heart, in my spirit. I felt He said, you're coming home to heaven one day. How many are you bringing with you? That was a great question. And I think it's a great question for us as believers. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will be at home with the Lord one day also. So your eternal salvation is decided. But, and I think this is a big but, then it becomes, hey, you're good, but what about the world around you? And I think really, to put it bluntly, don't be selfish, right? Don't put it on cruise control and just enjoy this life and go home to be with the Lord. There's kingdom work to be done. And I believe that is what 2023 is about for me and my family, and hopefully you as well. In the Ten Commandments, the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. And that's Deuteronomy 5, 6-7. Then in Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your mind, and with all your soul, 
and with all your might. It's always been about seeking God first, putting Him first in our lives. That's what He desires for us. That's part of that fellowship and relationship uh, with God. Number two, find the right fit. In 2023, I also pray that you will find the right fit. Have you or do you feel like a fish out of water? Maybe that's because you are. And I pray that you will have the boldness and faith to pray about your future, then step out in faith as you feel led to trust the Lord. Don't limit God. You don't have to fit inside a box. God made all of us in a unique way. He's gifted us and put certain talents and passions inside of us. And it's our job to pray about it, to seek the Lord, and then to walk in faith in the direction that He's leading us. There are just there are many different types of ministry. And one area that my wife and I are praying about and trying to discern and understand for our lives is this idea that ministry can, and maybe even arguably should, be done outside of the four walls of church or of the church. Yes, serving the church is good. And yes, being involved in things like the sound team, usher, security, greeter, youth group, children's ministry, right? All of that is good and necessary. That's, that's what's required to make the church work. But what about those people who will never step foot inside a church? Who's taking the gospel out into the world, meeting the people exactly where they are? When I think about my life, I grew up uh, in the Catholic church, right? But it was the people who came outside of the four walls of their church and engaged me where I was at. And that was predominantly in high school through sports. And that is where I heard the gospel. That is where I heard the message of salvation uh, through relationship time and time again. And that's what planted those seeds in my life uh, that brought me eventually uh, to that relationship, that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So as you're trying to find the right fit, it goes hand in hand with seeking God first. Matthew 6, 33 through 34, and I'll read this in the ESV. Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Sorry, I had a little little, uh, issue reading there. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As you pray about finding the right fit, just relax. Trust God. Don't be anxious. Just pray and believe in faith and trust the Lord in His timing. And I think that's important, not to be anxious. Right? And that's an area I, th- I think we're going to talk about here in the near future uh, as we continue on the series, Confidence in the Call. But just just trust the Lord. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Uh, just seek the Lord for today and just take those steps uh, that you feel led to take. And number three, the importance of seasons. In 2023, I pray that you will come to understand and appreciate the importance of seasons. Man, I I just love seasons. I love four seasons. And maybe that's because I enjoy that constant change of the weather and the seasons and everything that it brings. And each season is great for a period of time. My favorite time of the year is fall. You know, you make it through a hot summer and then it starts to cool off. It gets a little frosty. College football season starts. 
And I know when the football season gets good is once it gets cold, right? And depending on where you are, but usually that late October, early November, uh, that's when you start moving in towards that, that colder winter season. And I just love that. In terms of seasons for your life, if it's a good season for now, right now, it will change. And I don't say that in a bad way. I don't say that in a doom and gloom way, right? It's just the reality. Good seasons in life won't last forever because they will change. Now, granted, overall, I believe that they can go, that we can go from good season to good season. Uh, But that does require us to continually seek the Lord for wisdom and guidance and direction and discernment, right? We just can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again uh, without ever spending time and making time to check in with the Lord and find out, am I moving into a new season? Is it time for me to do something different? For me personally, my family and I are in a good season uh, of balance right now, right? With work, family, our kids, friends, I'm doing a lot of coaching, church, community, Uh, But eventually, one or more of those factors will change. A new job, when that time comes, it will probably change the balance. Or as our kids get older into middle school or high school, that will drive some changes in our time and schedule. right? And then we will have to rebalance. So we're enjoying this season for what it is is right now. uh, And it's been a real blessing. But it won't last forever. And it's not meant to last forever. And if this has been a bad season a difficult season for you, hang in there. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't grow discouraged. Stay in the fight. Stay in the faith. There is light coming at dawn. And I pray for you that you will see that glimmer of light, that glimmer of hope far on the horizon, far as it may seem. Just keep moving. It will come. The the difficult season, it won't last forever. I've run a handful of races that go through the night. Watching the sunset after you've been out there for many hours and many miles, it's tough. It's really unsettling. Fighting through the night can be a real challenge. And sometimes in some races, watching two sunsets, it can be just absolutely demoralizing. But the point is, you slog through the night. Your world is your headlamp. You follow that beam through the night, mile after mile, hour after hour. You're tired, hungry, cold, miserable. But that dawn, man, that dawn, right? You look off into the horizon. You see a tiny speck of light. And that light grows brighter each passing minute. And that dawn brings hope. It brings new life, strength, motivation. And when that sun rises, you're a new man. It's the most amazing feeling in the world. Now, granted, that high doesn't last forever, but it's good and it's necessary. So hang in there. Your dawn is coming. All right, y'all. The three things for you that I wanted to share, seek him first, find the right fit, and the importance of seasons. In closing, for me and what I felt like the Lord is showing me for 2023, big picture is just keep seeking God first. Keep him first. My desire is to grow in faith and relationship with Jesus Christ. My three areas this year for focus, faithfulness, vision, and boldness. Faithfulness and what I've been shown and given. Vision for the future and boldness to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world around me. I know I'm going home one day and I want to do my part 
to ensure that others come with me. With that, be blessed, endure, and I pray that you continue to find victory in life through Jesus Christ.